1: Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm one ten one tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory.
0: a Rebel Alliance podcast.
1: We would be honored.
0: Welcome back to the Rebel Podcast. As always, P Nate and Pootylicious. I just made that one up right now.
1: How do you feel I, I, up? <laughs> just before we started recording, I called you Pooty Cakes, and I feel like that's got to stick. Well, so, that's that's so Rebel was, listeners, Pooty Cakes.
0: That's why I was so clean, keen on saying something different than that because I didn't I feel want like it to that's got
1: to stick. Well, we're back, and yeah, we're, we're back, back. We're back and in Garage Hall. That's right. Uh, lo and behold, it, w- it wasn't that Dave wanted to get us out of his garage forever, <laughs> but, uh, he did invite us back. So we are back in garage Mahal and back, uh, in, in, in the good setup and <laughs> in, in the setup that makes us feel like we're more important than we really are.
0: I'm not on the floor anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like it's good. For, for those of you wondering, I did offer Puty a couch, but, but you know, he just preferred the floor for some reason. I don't know. I like to lean my back. There you go. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so we are the rebels. This is the rebel podcast. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you know, the routine, I'm not going to go through all the podcasts, but we have a podcast that comes out each day of the week. We give you Saturday and Sunday as your Sabbath rest and your catch-up day, <laughs> um, but we have lots of podcasts that come out. Just go over to rebelalliancemedia.com. That's where uh, you'll you'll see the master feed there. or You can subscribe to Rebel Alliance Media um, on whatever your favorite podcast catcher is. But there's something that comes out every every day of the week, and uh, we we love the content coming out through Rebel Alliance, and uh, we promote all those shows to you, and we would encourage you to listen. Um, and uh, and there's also blog articles that come out on the the website, and uh, the other thing that. That I would just say is uh, for all of you who have been supporting us through Patreon, thank you so much and uh, and slash rebel Alliance is just a way for you if you're blessed by the content of Rebel Alliance media or, or any of the podcasts on our network. Um, that's just a way for you to give back to the show if you so choose. the shows will always be free, uh, but it's just an opportunity for you to uh, sew into uh, maybe some expanded ministry in the future, which we are working on behind the scenes. So yeah.
0: I want I want to apologize for the delay in the merch because that's all on me. <laughs> um, I think I think confession time of, with Pu King. I think what happened is that they saw me. And they were like, we don't have that much fabric. We can't, we can't make this many shirts. And so they just like delayed, delayed, delayed.
1: They're just like hoarding fabrics. So I should tell you this story. So, um, some of our listeners will know the name Jude St. John, uh, but he's a good friend of mine and a pastor at another Alliance church, uh, in, uh, in close proximity. And, and Jude and I have known each other for a long time. He was an elder at the church that I was a youth pastor at, um, before each of us got our start in, he's, in he's senior ministry. Yeah. He's been on the show in very early episodes. Anyway, love Jude. Um, So one time uh, Jude and I drove down to Toronto to get together with a pastor friend of ours from Toronto. And so we drive down there and uh, we were like, Hey, let's just look for an all you can eat sushi restaurant in, in the area. So we go, we go down and, uh, we found a sushi place near where we were meeting this guy. And, uh, and it, you know, we were kind of meeting in middle ground. And, uh, so none of us knew the restaurants around So we stopped at the sushi place. Well, for those of you who don't know, Jude St. John used to be a CFL, uh, offensive lineman. So he's a big dude. I think he's like six foot five. You know, he's, he's, you know, I don't know where he is now, but his playing weight was 320 and he's a big dude. And, uh, and so he goes in, and, and there was no signs that said like "all you can eat" or whatever. So we stop at a sushi place. Right, we we're in this big van because we all carpool. Uh, like Jude and I went down, and, then, and uh, he had his uh, family van. So he gets out of the van and walks up to the sushi place, and he pokes his head in the door, and he's like, "Hey, is this all you can eat?" And the the look of fear and trembling on the face of the poor guy at the front as he nodded yes, and then Jude like waved us over. I'm sure he's just thinking like. What like football team, what rugby association, what like wrestling, <laughs> wrestling association is about to come in. And, you know, thankfully, uh, Tim and I are, are relatively small individuals and they caught their breath. But it was just this moment of fear and trembling that I'll never forget.
0: I, I have heard a story. I don't know how true the story is, but I haven't heard a story of a time that they went to a sushi place him and a couple of his other like
1: offensive linemen like, yeah they used friends. to go yeah
0: and they had the the place had to shut down because they <laughs> ordered like 500 pieces of sushi and it was just like we can't we can't serve anybody more cuz these three are here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh yeah they they i think their first order so it was it's like the offensive linemen. they went on a weekday or whatever and uh, that's, that's and so they good. went and they ordered i I want to say like i don't think i'm exaggerating when it, like their first thing that went in had like 200 things of like salmon sashimi on it you know, like those guys are just going to eat that and that's just the meat they're not even asking for the rice filler it's just like oh man okay we've talked about sushi long enough uh hopefully you are not salivating wherever you are hopefully i'm kind of hungry now i am too i could go for some sushi
0: we should do we should do while we eat that should be a new thing that That should be
1: patreon content (laughs) (laughs) sushi with the boys just as we chew as we chew oh man okay so uh where are we at we want to talk about rebel news so um, I got one to throw at you. You got one to throw at me. Here's my question for you in regard to Rebel News, Chris. Maybe. What would it take for you to cancel your Netflix subscription?
0: Well, see, here's the thing. I I've already have done that. Oh, um, okay. So there you go. Um, I'm behind. I I see now. I th- I get what you're trying to say though. So like, I cancel. I rotate through the the like streaming services. Yeah, Show Me, Crave, uh, um, exactly. Uh, like I, I rotate through them all so that I can. Like watch whatever movies or whatever that I want to watch on each one, cancel it and then go back. Cause like eventually you wear out all the content, um, on a, which is probably a sad fact for some people to think, well, there's only so much
1: watchable content on there.
0: Exactly. Um, but like what you mean is like, if I had like an act to cancel the one that's active at the moment, right.
1: I don't know. To be honest with you, I haven't. I haven't given any. So I mean, here's the thing about any of these things. Like it's like having cable. It's like having anything. Like of course, there's there's going to be bad content on there, and you hear all kinds of Christians. Oh, Netflix is going downhill, and you know this is bad and that's bad. Colleen and I have actually found quite a few Christian shows on on uh, Netflix, which has been kind of cool. We we Um, watched
0: few Christian
1: good Christian movies that we decent ones too. Yeah, like Home Run. Uh, yes, we have seen Home Run. What's Uh, what's the football one with Sean Austin? Yeah, um, Woodland, 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 yeah, Woodlawn something, or something, like Woodlawn, that. Woodland, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that one, that one was phenomenal. That one Such was really good. good. We watched one the other day that wasn't too bad either. Anyway, all that to say, so um, the reason I asked that is because uh, so Netflix, it's not about bad content because you can put on parental locks. You can just not watch stuff that's rated R. They have a pretty good filter in terms of letting your kid, like what what you let your kids watch and all that kind of stuff. But here's um, what's interesting is that Netflix. Is uh, join, joining ACLU in fighting Georgia's heartbeat bill. So Netflix is putting money behind funding and fight or fighting funding the fight against Georgia's heartbeat bill. So th- this is what where I get discouraged. It's like like I don't know how much like you know the call for bans and that kind of stuff. Um, you know the boycott um strategy works. I think it, it can work, but. Um, so, I mean, it's not like, it's not like you do a whole lot by the subscription, but it's just, it's just interesting when a, uh, kind of media giant like Netflix, uh, not only takes a stand, but is actually using, like they're using their proceeds. This kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with JJ Abrams and the star Wars, um, uh, saga. Um, you know, when they kind of put their hat in the ring and say where they stand on some of these social issues, like how how much does that affect you in terms of, right, how you intake Star Wars now, how you intake Netflix now, how you feel about supporting these sorts of things, knowing that they've gotten into the fight? And and for the record, we're big on this program. There is no neutrality. So it's not like we ever assumed that these things were neutral. But when they throw their hat in the ring, right, you can assume that probably most of Hollywood is pretty liberal. And we've talked about this a lot. I think we talked about that a lot last show. But um it's not just the assumption when they actually start putting money to fighting some of the the pro life um, traction that's being made, like how, how how do you think we should think about this?
0: Yeah, I've, I actually I've been wrestling with this for a bit. So this is actually something that um, my small group we d- we discussed this past week. We talked about this, and mm. like uh, I lead a small group, and this is one of the questions somebody asked me in my small group. What do you what do you do with this? Right, um, and it was sparked out of the fact that uh, our my small group listens to the podcast, and um, we talked about the fact that Star Wars. Like, what do we do now? You You know what I mean? Um, And I, so I, I've been thinking about this heavily. And so one of the things I think is that there's a difference to me when a company is just in business and they're just trying to make as much money as possible. Right. So, and then when the company becomes politicized. And so what I mean by that is when like, there is no point for Netflix to jump into this ring. Right. They can say nothing and just continue to rake in the millions of dollars that they're doing by trying like we do in other ways just try to like make everybody okay with what they're doing you know what i mean like don't do anything don't say anything just continue on what what's funny to me is that when businesses cease to exist strictly for profit like it's Mm. the they they stop becoming just capitalist companies which is what i think they should be Um, (laughs) right and they start to try to be like policy makers and that's what netflix has now crossed into doing and that right. makes and that and there that's where i say i have to draw a line on a company and because now i have to think about the fact that they're that's where they've drawn exa- their line. exactly yeah. so for instance um i if you ever asked me before there's a lot of lot, no. long wind huh. if you if you had ever asked me before if i was a coke or pepsi man my answer would have been pepsi um coke is more fizzy to me but Pepsi,
1: uh, like Fair enough. yeah the fizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Most
0: people probably don't drink pop at all anyway, but i I enjoy a good cola every once in a while. Uh, but Coke, soda pop. Coke and Pepsi, now, like I like them both okay. like I'm, they're no, neither are my favorite, but like I would have chosen Pepsi over over Coke. but coca-cola when found when they found out that money that they were giving to charity. now, every company donates money to charities. They do it because they get massive tax write-offs yep. for it. So they, they do this to shelter the, their profits. I, I'm not upset about this. But what I found interesting is that when Coke found out their money was going to Planned Parenthood, they pulled that funding and put it somewhere else. Oh, interesting. Now, th- did they put it into a pro-life thing? No. They just stopped funding. They just Planned stopped trying hike. to take a side. Now, we know that ultimately not taking a side is taking a side. Right. But like, well, let's leave that for mean because I don't think a company is where we should be expecting morals from. Right. The difference though would be Pepsi found out their money was going to Planned Parenthood and we're like, yep, we're totally cool with it. We're going to continue to do it. Right. So therefore, then I, as a consumer, have to be like, well, now I know when I buy Pepsi, my money is going to that, to that, whereas I can just choose to buy to buy Coke. So I've boycotted as best as I can. I think I've had it once since I found that out, and that was because it was just at a restaurant and you didn't have a choice. Right. Um, and like it was one of those things where it's like I'm not legalistic
1: about it, but it's like, I'll yeah, I'll make the choice but to- when you have the option. And I think that's exactly. the thing is like, you know, there are other options out there, right? So Coke and Pepsi is a great, great example, like for the undiscerning taste buds, like mine, I can't discern the difference between the but two. But you don't drink Coke I don't, at all. I don't right? drink so. either. But if I, w- if I was going to, then now that you've told me that I would, I would totally have no problem just going with the Coke anyway, because of the ideological, you know, difference in the two. And I think that's, that's where I'm coming from with Netflix as well, right? There is now Show Me and Crave and Amazon Prime and all these um, other streaming things, and Netflix might be the best one, but it, it is interesting to me that that now forces me to make a decision. Now, don't get me wrong. We live in Canada. Our taxpayers' money goes to fund abortions, right? We we are not saying that Christians ought to stop paying taxes because we are morally responsible for how, you know, the wicked ways in which other people use the money they take from us.
0: Yeah, I tried to do that. Doug Wilson <laughs> said don't.
1: <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's right. I, yeah. Um, but I... So we aren't morally responsible for what somebody else does with the money that that's like saying, you know, if you go down the street and you know, you you buy a a bag of chips from your local variety store and that particular owner has a gambling problem or a porn addiction or whatever, and that money is going to fuel that or a drug addiction. Um, You know, you're not morally held responsible for that, right? This is why Jesus says, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. But the point in that is that, yeah, okay, pay taxes to Caesar who might be using your tax money as for, you know, uh, reprehensible things, but give to God what is God's. That means you bear God's image. So you make sure you're diligent to God. And that means that sometimes does mean making the right decision on where you do and don't put your money. Right. And so I think, I think, you know, you're, while you won't be held responsible for the money that you give to Netflix, that then they turn around and fight, um, you know, uh, heart, heartbeat bills in Georgia with, I do think as Christians, we ought to be aware of that and not pretend it's not there. Right. And so if you want to think through it and just say, "Hey, you know, I, I'm not morally responsible. Christian Liberty tells me I could still, you know, enjoy Netflix. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, how into this fight do you want to get? Right. And I think for for Colleen and I, this this article kind of made us have a conversation about, all right, well, what do we try now? <laughs> right. Like and I, and I don't know. Do, do you then go and research? Well, what what charities does Amazon Prime give to What charities does, you know, show me what is that Rogers or whatever. Um, so, I, you know, how intelligent of a consumer do you need to be? And I don't think like you said, I don't think we need to be legalistic about this. But I do I do think as Christians, we live in a culture that is polarized. And sometimes it's worth knowing whose side people are on. Yeah. And, and the, the interesting thing, is that
0: I have two more comments about this, yeah. this kind of thing. We're just, we'll yeah, just yeah. make this the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it can have an effect. Right. So I, I'm a big soccer fan. So I'm going to tell a bit of a story here. So a long time ago, so back in a long time ago, 1989, there was a tragedy in England. I'm not going to go into a ton of, ton of details. And a paper called The Sun told lies about what happened basically said that the fans of a certain team were all responsible and they were doing all these deplorable things that caused this tragedy where were um 96 people lost their lives hmm. 20 years later this the city decided to it was they knew it was lies in the city's liverpool basically banned this paper so like they don't buy the paper they don't They don't do anything. And the and the sun's paper and and salesmanship over over the time, because Liverpool is a big city in England, has dwindled like they've lost profit. It's hurt their business Hmm. because this the city boycotted a a, a paper because it was not speaking truth, basically. And so I only say that to say that, like the natural something, because I even did it there when you were saying, like, well, if I cancel my Netflix subscription, so they don't care. It's eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. Canadian. It's gone
1: up. It's fifteen bucks.
0: What really? I know. That's insane. Anyway, uh, we could talk <laughs> about that off air. But I mean, like, one person doing it doesn't do anything. But if every Christian decides that you know what, because they have they've decided to do this, and we all cancel that, Netflix would have to take a step back because that's you know a very significant part part of that, because everybody has Netflix now, right? It's a significant chunk of their business that they've now lost. So it's one of those things where I think, I think as Christians, Mm. when a company become, when companies start taking that stand publicly, and I'm going to say companies, not, not like individuals in a company. So like, which is where I think I land on that JJ Abrams thing. Right. Um, when a company specifically is making the stand, then I think, I think we need to, I think, I think at that point we need to start saying we're going to stop supporting it. Right. Um, And then we can make, and we can make that stand now. That's, that's kind of where I was going with that because I think, I think that boycott can have an effect. And I think of like, um, I just think of biblical examples of like when Daniel refused to bow, refused to bow down. Right. Um, when Shadrach, Meshach, refused to do, uh, do right. certain things, they weren't telling everybody to to do that. They were convicted to do that. So I think I think with a lot of these type of issues, I think we need to check. Like individual Christians need to start checking their convictions on it. Right. Like.
1: Well, so that's that's interesting. So, um, so you're. It's almost like um, so it's not individuals within, but you're saying you know the company as a whole, right? And I, I guess you know part of me is just thinking, what wouldn't it be a great resource? And I know we got listeners to this show here who who like this kind of stuff so maybe there's somebody who's listening right now this could be this could be a way you could get involved in the rebellion this is a way that you can um you know kind of uh help rebel alliance media wouldn't it be cool like we have lots of people who between all the various shows you know follow follow the network in some capacity um and uh and you know we, we have we're friends with other podcasts who even have larger followings than that like you know you look at the pro life challenge and kind of the um the the weight that uh that was there with that and the sheer numbers of videos that were coming out and stuff like it's cl- it's clear that there's some kind of an online following with with us and cross politic and some of these um podcasts i i think it would be really cool if there's a christian who decided you know my ministry is actually going to be to go and kind of um almost provide like a, a, a business consumer report for, for businesses in terms of where they stand on issues, what they're doing about it, and that sort of thing. Because I think you're right. I think organization is key. Mm-hmm. And you think like, so that's a great story about Liverpool, right? And you think, you know, what would it take for, you know, Christians to cripple a particular business? And I'm just looking, I'm, I'm actually looking for a post on Facebook um, that uh, our friend uh, Marcus Pittman posted uh, just the other day, and uh, he he basically posted. So there's a friend who um, wrote a letter to a brewery, and uh, the the brewery, you know, it was a local craft brewery, and they uh, um, uh, made craft beer or whatever. And and this person was a uh, community events coordinator, and she was using this brewery. Um, for their beer because it was great craft beer and it was local and all the things that she liked, but, um, she ended up um, sending, oh, here it is. Perfect. I was just going to describe it, but here we go. Um, so the, uh, this is a letter from uh, a lady named Rebecca Becker, um, from slice and biscuit. Um, so says, uh, you've made me aware that you are actively raising money for Planned Parenthood. I wonder if you guys realize just exactly what Planned Parenthood does. While they boast that they are all about women's health, they are, what they are really doing is encouraging women to kill their babies. Of course, that is a simplified version, but this is a cause that I could never get behind. Not for any amount of money or success in the world, that the world has to offer. I believe these babies are humans in the womb and no one has the right to choose their own life or convenience over the life of another human being. Because you are actively raising money for Planned Parenthood in partnership with Paradise Creek Brewery, I cannot in good conscience support your breweries. I'm so sorry because like I said, I love your beer and I would be willing to reconsider if you guys make obvious changes to the causes that you support. As it is right now, I have to cancel the event on June 23rd. I will no longer be carrying Iron Ga- Iron Goat or Paradise Creek beer at Slice and Biscuit and will no longer be running the... um. Local craft, uh, no longer be including you in the local craft brewery events in the area. Um, Regards, Rebecca Becker of Slice and Biscuit. So here's a woman who has a, a business who has essentially allowed her business to take a hit because she won't do business with the best brewery. Right? Obviously, she chose it originally for a reason, whether it's the best beer, best prices, you know, popularity, whatever. And she's allowing her business to take a hit because she understands what they were doing with their funds. And I think if, if, if Christians could do this collectively... I think I think it would encourage um, a whole lot of businesses to 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 possibly start pulling the funding, um, and you know I think it, Doug Wilson says all the time that people follow the money, right? And uh, at the end of the day, um, where the money goes or doesn't go has a major effect. Yeah. So
0: money money funds at all, money right? Like, yeah. Doug Wilson said money is the supply line, right? So that's right. Um, if if you start pulling. If if money starts losing somebody's pockets, changes get made. It's just just the way it works. Because ultimately, even all these like the fact that these companies that we've talked about so far, they still exist for their shareholders. They still exist to put money in the pockets of the people who buy their buy their stocks. So if everybody and I I love the fact that you pointed out the one the one person who's like I'm going to take the time to write the letter and, and send it in. If we could as as Christians collectively get on the, on that board and start doing that with all companies and all like little things like where they're politicians and stuff like that, all of us took it seriously and started doing that. It'd be very interesting to see how quick backtracking companies like this would would do. And what's very interesting that we often say, and we've said it on this podcast, you said it from the pulpit this week. um, The world doesn't change by an individual Christian doing something crazy over the top. It changes when all of the Christians do something ordinarily faithful. Right. Um, so Faithful everyday
1: obedience. Exactly.
0: Right? Like obedience and faithfulness is what changes the world. The, the one who came and did all the crazy awesome stuff, has already come. That right. was Christ. <laughs> that that so was like, the knockout blow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So, like, we we already have had that. So, what we now need is all of the like army, basically, to do the, the faithful obedience part.
1: This actually comes back just not to cut you off. So, remember no. what you're about to say. But this comes back to why we call ourselves the Rebel Alliance, right? The Death Star has been destroyed. <laughs> it's just our job to go and 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 finish the work, right? Like uh, to go and liberate the rest of the galaxy from the tyranny of the Empire, right? Like that's why we that's why we took that analogy. Jesus dealt the death blow on the, on the cross right mm-hmm. satan's head was crushed at on Golgotha, um you know and uh, and so all all we are now doing is being faithful within in the blessing and i remember you know doug wilson kind of blew our minds a few weeks ago and we had a chance to to chat with him when he was saying blessing is a harder test than, um, difficulty, right. Then, then trials and tribulations, because, you know, now that we live this side of the cross, there's not been a Christian generation that's dealt well with blessing. We, we always misuse it. Um, so anyway, sorry, I cut you that, off there. Just I, that was basically what I was going to say was that oh, like,
0: sorry. if we are, if, if we want to see the changes it 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 takes us doing these faithful little steps, right? It takes us doing the things like, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I forget the lady's name that you read about, um, sending the letter to the company saying, I'm not going to use your product because of this. I'm not going to do this because, but I'll come back to it. If you, if you change, you know what I mean? Like, and if I think if, if basically I, 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 if I, I just think if all Christians started to take this seriously and started saying, okay, well, I'll just stop. I'll just stop doing that. You know what I mean. And then encourage their other Christian friends and pastors started to encourage their co- congregations to do similar. Right. And we all started to do these things. Simply the faithful obedience up to say. Well, I'm, I'm not going to drink Pepsi anymore because we know where their money goes. Um, and I'm not saying go drink Coke. Just don't. Like, if, if we start doing those things, I think we'll start to see the changes that we all pray for in our in our society. I think. I think it's. I think we need to remember that for the things we pray for, oftentimes when you're praying for something, and how many times is this true in your own life? When you're praying for, oh, I really want this to happen, how many times does God say, Okay, well, I'm gonna make you the person that I'm gonna
1: use to do that thing? Totally. Like totally. All the time. Yeah, and the biblical perspective on this is in um uh in I think it's Matthew Nine, maybe it's maybe it's. There is
0: a Matthew nine, so that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: anyway, The funny you know, is, I have a Bible and an uh, iPad. We could just no, look it up. No, yeah, but but so there's there's that point where Jesus says, um, you know, uh, the 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 harvest is bountiful, the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers. Right? You remember that that passage? Yeah. yeah. And then the very next chapter. Jesus sends out his disciples. <laughs> so, so he says to them, pray that workers, is that it? Yeah, it well, was Matthew, Matthew 9. 9. Yeah, there you go. Matthew so, 9,
0: 35, if you're yeah,
1: wondering. So he, and he says, you know, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends out workers. And then the very next chapter, Jesus sends out his disciples as workers in the harvest. So the point there is like you guys pray for it and then be prepared to be the answer to your own prayers. And I think you're absolutely right. And 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 that kind of connects with this. So I'm just looking at the time on this episode here. Let's just keep going with this because I don't I don't wanna I don't want to delay our thoughts and we'll just push. We we're gonna talk about missions. We'll do that next uh next week. Um, but let's just keep going with this because I think this is actually an important point. So um the I I think this this goes along exactly with what you said. So the the letter that I just read that uh, Marcus Pittman had posted, you know, there's a woman, a, a Christian woman who owns a business who's willing to take a financial hit in order to do the right thing. And what you just said is that, you know, companies essentially worship the almighty dollar, and if they take a hit, they won't be willing to actually take a hit for their convictions. So here's here's what I would say. The difference between a Christian and a non-Christian, generally speaking, is that Christians recognize all of the all of the things in Scripture that tell us, you know, you can't serve God in money, right? Like, uh, it talks about the snare and the ensnarement of wealth and, and money. In fact, the, I think the Scriptures tell us that we ought not to live luxurious lives, that we use the blessing, whatever blessing, and however it comes to us, that we use that to, to kind of, as a conduit, to bless other people with. So, what, what will win the day is that Christians are willing to, to lose out on financial gain for the sake of their convictions. And I don't think the secular world will be willing to do the same. Like, I I think at the end of the day, you will see places like Facebook, Facebook, um, Netflix, you know, these kinds of places that have taken a stand. Like, they are not neutral. Um, But when it starts to hit... The, the revenue stream, when it starts to affect their shareholders, I think you're going to see a pullback on your convictions because at the end of the day, money is God to them, right? And so they, you know, what faithfulness looks like to their God is um, being good stewards of the, of their, to their shareholders, right? Absolutely. So I, I think this is where Christians are, are, are going to kind of separate themselves from the world. And I think that's the, that's the opportunity that we have.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. There's a there's a business like phenomenon sort of sort of speak that I was talking about with a friend um, recently where usually when when somebody does something in in business like a mo- it was we were talking about movies and games. But like I'm um, in a movie, for instance, where the f- it's a series of movies that's coming out and they were talking about like uh, the movie that really upsets everybody still does really well in the theater. So, like for instance, like mm. we'll use Star Wars as an example. Last Jedi still did very, very well in the theater, right? Even though but, it was horrible, exactly. <laughs> but the movie that was actually okay, which was Solo, came out after, and it's the one that suffers right. the big blow, right? Causing then Star Wars and and people to reconsider. Now they're still they're still staying the path currently but if the next star wars movie suffers dramatically there's going to be big big changes. Kathleen Kennedy who's the director of Star Wars almost lost her job after Solo.
1: Didn't Ryan Johnson lose his job? No, they were they they no they were happy with him apparently. What? Well, I, the thought, pro- I thought they both lost their job after Last Jedi. No, they
0: were both close to losing their jobs. Uh. Um, but like they it um, it did well enough that they stayed in. Right. the person who did Solo I believe got like kind he of he was a, the one that got canned. Well, he like the producer like all the, all the other projects that were coming up got canceled. Right. And so they, and then they, they've pumped money into other things, but that's like,
1: yeah, anyway, they're, sorry, they're fighting you, the fight. You're, yeah. You're um, using this as a, as an analogy. So I'll let you get to your ex- analogy. Exactly.
0: Basically what I'm saying is that like, don't, don't expect like all of a sudden right away for a company to be like, Oh, we have to, we have to totally change. Right. Because it's not usually the first company that we, that you do this to. It's not usually the first thing that you do that suffers the the consequences. It's down the road. So yeah. Okay. For instance, hypothetically say every Christian canceled their Netflix subscription right now. Netflix is still going to turn a profit massively this year, this year, this year, yeah. but next year, right next year when all of a sudden they don't have 30% conservatively of the, of their subscriptions that they have this year, changes will be made. Why? Because as you said, they worship the dollar. They worship the dollar. They're a business. You yep. know I mean, we expect them to. They worship the dollar. But we if you hit them where that where they care about. Right. Yeah. And it's simple.
1: All you have to do is hit unsubscribe and you're going to save money. And <laughs> you know, like, well, and here's the other thing that I think is interesting about this is, you know, th- I think sometimes we get caught and I know this is you know confession time with P N A is I, I get caught in this a, long to, a, a lot too is sometimes I'll be critical of like Christian alternatives whether it's Christian alternatives to movies or, you know, whatever. Like you got like, is, isn't is it called like clear flicks or something? Pure, pure, pure flicks. Yeah. I, I
0: haven't, I actually yeah. shamefully haven't even tested.
1: Sorry. Right. And I haven't either because part of me mocks it whenever I see an ad for it. <laughs> <laughs> cause I get all kinds of ads for it because probably just cause the algorithms and what I search and all that kind of stuff. So I get all kinds of ads for it. I've never even clicked on it because I just assume it's going to suck. Now I don't know if it does or not, so please don't hear me here. But you know, I think sometimes Christians we have our money um, tied into things in such a way that we can't actually go out and support the new Christian thing that's coming along. And and I remember actually it was actually a a teenager. So it was actually Sam. He's in your small group. It was actually Sam one time who I made a comment, an offhanded comment um, at the front of the church one time about like um, about a. Christian movies being bad. And it was interesting. So I get together with him on a fairly regular basis and we do discipleship and and read books and stuff. And, uh, and he actually called me out and he was just like, well, like if everybody has that mentality, like they're bad and then they don't make any money because everybody assumes they're bad, even if they are bad as Christians, shouldn't we support them? So they have more funding for the next movie and maybe they get a little bit better. Maybe they can hire better actors. Maybe they can send their actors to acting school or whatever. I was like, and that's a better attitude than i have <laughs> and so i was convicted by that and it, so i just look at that and i say you know why are we why are we supporting places like netflix or whatever with all the ways that they spend their money and and then suddenly we don't have the same sort of disposable income that we want to in order to su- to support things like a pure flicks, like, you know, whatever the case may be you look at like, um, unplanned, um, you know, was banned in Canada and, uh, and they were looking for both signatures and financial contributions so that they could buy their way into certain theaters in Canada. And, you know, I, I gave a very measly amount of money towards that cause, like very measly less than I give to (laughs) Netflix, Netflix every month. But that's the thing. If I wasn't giving to Netflix every month, would I would I have given more money to that and would it have been a better eternal cause for me to, you know. And and we're not saying like, you know, your money is, you know, you you have freedom to get Netflix and things. I'm just saying I don't think we're as strategic with our finances as we should be as Christians.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I it's funny that when you were talking about Sam and you were talking about like it's like the reverse of what I was saying. So, like the thing that suffers is the next thing when we cut the funding. Yeah. Well, the reverse would then be true if we if we started to fund Christian movies that are yeah maybe that was that was marginally okay. Well, the next one might be much much better because now right. we funded it. Right. And so it's, it's like just it's very
1: interesting. Yeah, it's doing this the th- thing in reverse, right? Yeah. yeah which that's is exactly right.
0: Like a really good picture of what <laughs> what our face should be like, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's it's it's it's, it's so funny um, how often like. Little things like that spark like an I- an idea in your minds that like convicts us in a way. Yes. And I was just, I was just thinking about that. It was like, cause I have like, to be honest, I, the, the unplanned thing I haven't, I don't even think I've signed the petition to be honest with you. I'm like, cause my, cause my mentality, my, my first thought was like. Okay, it's great that it's banned because that means everybody will want to watch it when it comes out on video
1: which is true which, which is, is which is true, is Actually, true But, you know, but I, should do, I should be doing both. Did you, you know see I mean? the, like, uh, Did you see the comment by uh, uh, one of our good listeners Wes Muborn so he was just like because uh, he was basically saying like I can send you a DVD like are they gonna block those at the border and I'm just like just hide it in a pound of marijuana and they won't check. <laughs> <laughs> like what a culture we live in, right? Where it's just like, yeah, send, send me a bunch of uncut marijuana and just smuggle in the uh, unplanned DVD in the middle of it. As long as you oh,
0: pay the taxes on it. Yeah, seriously, yeah, what that's, a world. That's um,
1: but that, that actually, so that actually brings me around to one of the things that I think, one of the reasons we were so quick to maybe jump in on this conversation and kind of let it take over this episode, which is a good thing, is because you and I have been thinking a lot recently about, you know, the time that we had with Doug was actually really, really good. And he said some things that really challenged both of us one of the things that i thought was really interesting is i, I can't remember if it was you or somebody else uh during the q a time asked the question like what's the first step here right because was he's was talking that about was mere, oh um you know he's talking about mere christendom and and you know what what it might look like and and all this kind of stuff which is all great but it's like okay what's my first step here and we, we didn't we were both talking about how interesting we found he was like tax reform fight for tax reform. And I'm like, what? Like, so... Well, uh, I'm I, 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 sorry to cut you off, which is like super rare. No, no, but, go uh, for
0: it. I, I remember even thinking you... I think you asked the question with you, him expect you expecting him to say like abortion yes and I remember I remember thinking like that's what Nate expects him to say and then he'll give some brilliant reason why and then he said tax text- I remember looking because we were sitting across from each other at that's the table right, yeah. and I remember your face was like you did this like that eyebrow thing you do where you're just like, <laughs> what? like what
1: like yeah but like
0: and then you were just like. Okay, let me hear it. And and
1: basically, that's what he said: is like if you if you if you fight for tax reform, then you're cutting off enemy supply line, right? And so and so he and he talked he went into all kinds of places with this. Actually, you can probably find that lecture. So it was called "Empires of Dirt and Mere Christendom." It's on the Ezra Institute website, which is EzraInstitute.ca. Look at the Escarpment lectures when Doug Wilson was there. Um, But it was interesting. So he um, he basically said like. Christians should get your kids out of the public school system, right? Send them to a classic Christian school or homeschool them and fight so that your tax dollars are not then so that you get a reduction in tax rates so that you're not funding the public system. Because right now, your money is funding your enemies, and he's like, so you got to fight for tax reform. And that's one, of, I, I guess that's one of the areas that they're fighting for the most in, in Moscow, which is why they encourage such local involvement in politics, because tax reform, he thinks, is is the strategic place to, to um, kind of spend political energy. And I just thought that was strategic. It was it,
0: brilliant. It, it, it's brilliant. I've been, I, this is weird flex coming here, but um, I've been reading The Art of War.
1: Oh yeah, Sun Tzu. So,
0: like, and I, but I've been trying to read it from the gaze of like, okay, if if the Bible uses very military terms. Yep. Doug Wilson, I, I, we, we listened to a Doug Wilson sermon for our, our uh, small group this week, um, and he uses very military strategy for the way he runs his church and his his theology around the city, um, and I, so I was thinking about like that idea of like, and he said something that. In the, uh, the art, sorry, the art of war says something that I was like, I'd never thought about before. He's like, soldiers don't win wars, med- guns don't win wars, metal doesn't win wars, dollars win wars. And it was like, the idea was like, the, the best funded army will generally win the war. And the reason is because they can afford to keep it going, they can win out. Longevity, in yeah, and so like obviously, Art of War isn't a Christian book, so it's right. not like obviously it, there's flaws in that argument when right. we start thinking about it on a spiritual level. But I was tying it to the fact that Doug Wilson had said about like tax reform, that's cutting off their money, right? And I was just like, okay, so if that's true, if we can cut their their funding, and when I say there, I don't mean just the government; I mean every company that right. does something that, that is an enemy, exactly that that needs to be put under the foot of Christ if we start cutting their fundings, but then do the other things we, which is the part that I think I'm really bad at, which is I don't fund the right. things that I like, like we said, pure flicks, the unplanned. I don't fund my, the people who are fighting my, my fight for me. Um, if we start doing both of those things collectively as an entire rebellion, it'll be, I, it'd be very interesting to see how the tides turn, so to speak, mm. um, in the, in the, in the fight. And I, I, this all came up in, like um, another comment that came up in our small group was we were talking about like um, just America and America's like the potential of another civil war and things like that. Like just it couldn't happen. And it was right, just like, right. and it was somebody who made a joke about like, well all the people live in the big cities and it was just like, well yeah, but all the people in between the big cities have all the money, guns and food. So like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, it was just like, think about it. Like, if you if you're in a military war, the, the capitals are the last things to fall because right. yes, there is more people they defend them, but like the landscape around is completely taken over by the by right. the enemy, and so I was thinking Or by the, like in this case the good guys, and so I was thinking about that idea of like let New York do what New York's doing totally. Let's take let's take everything else, and if everybody who's in between starts doing those things, like let's if everybody in Kansas. Oklahoma, Texas canceled their Netflix subscription. New York can't fund Netflix. Right. Not the same that the rest of the country can. You know right. what I mean? And which is, like, if you look at it political-wise, there's a reason Trump won, right? Like, I'm yeah. um, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, uh, but... No,
1: no, but I... And, and this comes down to, and this is where, you know, uh, we've been talking, obviously, a lot about the, uh, um, the advances that uh, the pro-life movement has been making in the States. And I think this is where you kind of have to go, is, like, you know, Georgia... Missouri, Alaska, Texas, you know, all these places that are making great strides, Alabama, um, probably the strongest one. I don't know why I mentioned it last. Um, They're making these great strides yet. Like not that you shouldn't fight in New York, right? Van Brimmers, you're there in New York, you know, fight in New York, but allow the culture of life to contrast the culture of death and see the difference between Alabama and New York in 20 years. Right. Like there's already that statistic where um, more children were aborted in New York City than born in 2017. Like that's crazy. And so, you, you, OK, so let, let's see what happens here. And I think that's uh, like that. You know, that was a lot of the strategy. Like think about Daniel 1. When uh, Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, no, we're not going to eat the king's food or avail of our, ourselves of the king's wine. We're just going to eat fruits and vegetables and drink water. Like that, for the record, had nothing. There was something supernatural there that had nothing to do with like a vegetarian di- diet is better than a carnivore diet. That then, had, n- <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. There was something supernatural that was going on there. But what it was was faithfulness to God being contrasted to unfaithfulness. Right. And so it, and, and basically what Daniel said, like this is, this is, was the challenge The captain, of the guard said, no, no, like, because when you wither away on just vegetables and water, which you will, because vegetarian diets don't work, that that's, that's my, you know, uh, translation, but, um, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. And Daniel said, just watch us, let us do it. You, you show me what's better. And interestingly, right. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, they were healthier, stronger, smarter than everybody who's eating the other diet. And so basically their strategy was, hey, we're not trying, we, we, sure, we won't impose our diet on them, just let us do our thing. And then you watch, you watch the difference between faithfulness to our God and you know, disobedience. And, and that's, you know, there's plenty of, uh, of examples of that, but I think that's that ought to be the long-term strategy for this stuff. We shouldn't be discouraged that New York and, um, you know, California are doubling down. What we should be encouraged by is that if they're doubling down, then the contrast between them and the, you know, Alabamas and Missouris of the world is going to look so incredibly uh polarized in 20 years and i think and, and so i think that the 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 comment here the the kind of application here is we should we should have that mentality everywhere yeah. about where we put our money about how we like let's be faithful and let faithfulness contrast the disobedience of the nation around us of the uh, of the people around us um and that's let's be faithful with our money let's be faithful with our time let's do all those things and let's not fund our enemies
0: yeah, I think, I think you're bang on there. I would say, like, the three takeaways that I w- I'm going to take away from this conversation, That, which, for the record, if you're listening, I'll be right up front. This was not planned. Like, yeah, we were no. going to do Rebel News and we just kept talking. This was um, unplanned. This, bom, bom, bom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did we just get banned in Canada? Maybe. <laughs> that's fine. None of our listeners are here anyway. Just, <laughs> yeah, very few. <laughs> that's a joke, sort of. Uh, anyway, so my, my three takeaways, I think if I was going to leave you, leave you with application would be to be faithful. So be obedient to the word of God first and foremost in your own life. So like we said, it doesn't take, doesn't take supernatural, like it doesn't take anything supernatural. It just takes supernatural obedience to the word of God, which right. you've been given. If you're, a, if you're a Christian, Amen. Um, second thing I would say is check your heart. So use the John Chris line, check your heart and start and start praying for convictions. So what I mean is like, like, I'm not saying we're not, neither of us have said stop, cancel your Netflix subscription. We're saying think about that. Right. And why are you keeping? Don't let it be default. Exactly. Like don't, don't, don't just go through the motions because everybody has Netflix. So you should have Netflix, check your heart and check your convictions. Um, and then the third thing I would say is be willing to suffer small. And what I mean by that is like, I know it's tough because I, I've had to do it myself. I, there's shows that I I want to watch and I haven't watched and I have to go in and I listen to people talk about them and I'm like I would love that and I know I would love it but I can't watch it you know what I mean and so be willing to suffer the small the small annoyances of things like that right f- for purity you know what I mean or for just simply so that they don't get the money that you are giving them on their on their things so we've we've all there's there's times when we all do this but like let's just be systematic about it right like so be willing to to take the hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as you said, for the business owner, be willing to suffer 10% of their business
1: because- yeah, because your convictions this. matter more. Faithfulness matters more. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So what did you have for Rebel News? <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> All right. That's the, that's the episode this week, guys. Maybe next week we'll get to Pooty's Rebel News and our actual topic.
0: Have a great one, guys. Cheers.